and welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's very own podcast. A community connected through exercise, but so much more. The Sparkle Pod aims to sprinkle a little bit of everything, from sparkle and sunshine to our daily grind and rigmaroles. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, friends. It's so nice to be here recording the potty for you all. We get such great feedback about the Sparkle Pod that it inspires us to keep them coming, a bit like our workouts. Yesterday, on my social media, I posted a story about relationships. Since then, I have been sent so many messages saying thank you for the post and insight, and some people have even asked if we discuss it in more detail on our podcast. So, today, that's where we are headed. Like a lot of things, my relationship with my husband is a bit like a work in progress. It is far from perfect but I discuss what has helped us along the way. We hope you like it. Good, is it afternoon, Jessie? It is afternoon. Good afternoon. It is good afternoon. Why are you laughing? Um, because I could just feel your sort of apprehension in your intro <laughs> about oh. discussing this. Yeah. But, you know, you've had enough requests just to make it justified. Well, who cares if it's not justified, but anyway. I almost feel like um, I'm nervous because what if our relationship fails at some, like, it breaks down in a year to come, record. and this is recorded. Yeah. Yep. So um, there's like it's <laughs> a- absolutely um, known in the world today that half of, is it half of marriages fail. Yeah. Or yep. more. <clears throat> but anyway, at the moment we're doing all right, and um, I just feel like I'm learning. I'm still learning, and one of the people that commented on um, the post last night was an older man and he must just follow the social page, you know, the public page and Move It Mama and he commented something like 56 years and still learning. So that was quite cool to see that, you know. Isn't that amazing? And I wonder what his story is as far as his interest in following Move It Mama. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's real weird. He's from Christchurch. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah, you've just popped up on his feed. But um, so weird. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, girl, you've only been married 11 years. Yeah. Oh, um, no, there's that noise again. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Is it my phone or yours? <laughs> no, it'll be something on uh, my the email. Um, um, yeah. So, what I am saying, what we will cover today um, with Jess and myself, take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, I, I'm just speaking um, from my experiences to date. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But, um, just chatting about things that I'm sure you'll all probably relate to and hopefully maybe you might take some things away and or not. <laughs> Jess, what's that tapping noise? Is it you on the wall? Uh, it's your wall. It look, feels we're, we're actually in the same room today. I think your wall feels like it might break if I lean back too far on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting topic and it's... Um, one that I think you've got some good insight into. I know you haven't been married for a record number of years yet or anything like that, and we're not trying to suggest you have been. You know, 11 years is a pretty decent stint. There's a lot out there who have been married for a lot longer. But I think that I know and you know that you've learned a lot already and continue to learn every day. Mm. eh? And it evolves and there are changes all the time within what's what's working what's not what the tricky parts are and stuff like that yeah I think it's also important to specify that you don't need to be married just in a long-term relationship that you know it doesn't matter if you're married or not like marriage is just in uh, what is it Dan always said what you know what's the point it's just a signed piece of paper yeah but it's about um trying to create a happy partnership 
and knowing that it's not going to be perfect, but looking back and figuring out where and how you can um, try and, you know, encourage the happy times and um, work with those and, you know, with the bad times, try and, um, you know, move forward even and, and know that bad times are normal in a relationship and it's how you grow and... Um, yeah, there's a few tool, there's a few tools and tricks that I think are quite are quite valuable and quite important. And I think that the more we talk about this kind of stuff, maybe the more you will feel validated and know that your feelings are probably quite the same as Tom every time other Tom Dick and Harry maybe. Mm, yeah, I remember a friend of mine telling me that her mother would always say to her that there's kind of you know, no, no one's ever perfect and no relationship is ever perfect. I think we're now in a society where we look, we see into other people's lives in so much detail that we get caught thinking that someone else has a perfect relationship. I think the reality is <clears throat> no one, no one's relationship probably is perfect, but there's like a certain percentage, I suppose, of like good that you would want out of it you yeah. know if you imagine like a tick box exercise and you want to tick kind yeah. of like seven seventy percent of yes. of the boxes and Jess if you don't tick all those boxes which my husband doesn't and I don't for him where do you get those boxes you've taught me this where mm. do you um find mm. the ticks yeah from other friends and family yeah so obviously dad doesn't actually know I'm speaking about this but he won't care because we talk he'll know that I Normally talk about listen. Pardon? Nor will he listen. Nor will he listen. <laughs> but he's not perfect in any way, shape or form. He probably thinks he is. But, um, and neither am I. But um, I get what he doesn't bring to the partnership. I seek from my sisters or my really close friends or my family. Um, and I use them to help me um, not like, do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. do you say not that? achieve those things, but to feel satisfied and that you're getting those things that it might be missing? Totally. Yeah. So it's so funny because we've been together um, 13 years, and we weren't very, together very long before we got married. But um, when he's never, not once, ever, ever posted about me on social media. Mm. So at the beginning, that really like mm. I just thought, what the heck? Because everybody else's partners would you know, mm. publicly declare their love like Dan has <laughs> never, ever. And at the beginning that used to, you know, it didn't worry me, but I used to just wait for the day. I couldn't wait for the day that he would do that. He has never, and he will never. And no, and do you know what? Him. That's fine. Mm. It doesn't mean he doesn't love me any less than no. Barbara who posted about Wally. Do you like, like those names? Choice. <laughs> Yeah, who does the sort of like the annual birthday Christmas. I mean, my husband does that, eh? Doesn't he? Um, and I get jealous just... sometimes when I see it. But then I think <laughs> Dan always taught me it's not about words, it's about actions. Yeah, but everybody's different. And, that you know, he does that and Dan doesn't and he does other things. And yeah, and I don't agree. I, I like words, so I do it about him. He wouldn't know. I do read them to him because it's so ridiculous. You know how people have social media and the other partner doesn't and they post about that person all the time, but that person isn't even on social media. So yeah. I always make sure that if I do a sobby post, I'll like read it to him in a very quick way because he won't listen to me for very long <laughs> you'll shorten it you'll yeah. give him just the synopsis of your long post totally yeah what do you reckon your kind of um 
because you've been through some phases, like you had the real kind of, you know. <laughs> Sorry. What? I just. What? What have you seen? Nothing. But in my, just then when you were chatting, I started thinking about what's on my head and I thought it was a shower cap. <laughs> so I've got headphones on everyone, but I forgot. And I was thinking <laughs> what's on my head and I, I felt like it was a shower cap, but it's headphones. Uh, That's weird, eh? So you I wear go, a shower cap. Yeah, I wear a shower cap. Do you, when you don't wash your hair? Yes, because I, I heard that the heat from the shower makes it a bit more greasy <gasps> if you don't, so I try and wear a shower cap. Is your voice a little bit hoarse from your weekend? Do I sound sexy? <laughs> you think you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do, because we've got our headphones. When we're at separate houses, we don't tend to wear our headphones because we are on FaceTime to see each other. We're currently in the same room, and we're wearing headphones, and it, they really are very sort of isolating on one's voice. You're enjoying your voice a lot, eh? I feel like I'm properly on radio. <laughs> a voice can for radio back- and a face for television. <laughs> can you go back to what you were saying before I rudely interrupted? I don't know what it was, but basically you've been through some stages. You had a couple of years, only a few years prior to getting married. Um, you know, honeymoon phase. And mm. you know, prior to Dan, there were men <laughs> that didn't cut it in... It was a bit of a running joke, wasn't it? That you'd like, oh, me and mum, like, we didn't want to yeah, hear about them. Yeah, but I did them love them. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, no disrespect to anyone listening. I absolutely <laughs> loved them. They were great. But I think maybe, was I not in the right place? Or was it just not no, the right one for me? it just wasn't the right one. And then something, yeah. And so when Dan came along and his text manner was so appalling and I was like, ditch him. Oh my gosh. Can you just tell that story? <laughs> no, well, Lisa and I, so when she was in London, I was still in Wellington and I was in my first job out of uni. And so every morning when I started work at like 8.30, she was like on the, you, you were at home. So anyway, it was the opposite end of the day. And every so day. Every yeah. day it would have a fresh email. And of, of course it was more like a big fresh email rather than like lots of WhatsApp chats at that point. It was because so weird, eh? because WhatsApp came later, but it was like big emails were the way at that point. Um, and for us, big yeah. emails were the way. <laughs> and where was I going? Why was just oh. about how I had, was dating, like yeah, every and, Tom, Dick, yeah. and Harry. I've used that phrase twice. Yes, already. you have. Well done. Should we try and use it like three more times? Okay, we'll go for five. So anyway, when you were dating every Tom, Dick, and Harry, <laughs> there she is. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like judging the, their behaviour and what they wore and what you told me, and I was just like, you know, giving you all the quality feedback of a 23 year old and 22 probably 21 and then you met him and then you talked to me and you wrote in your emails about what your text conversation would be like and like what he'd reply to your text and there would be like one word text and stuff and I was appalled and I was like ditch him he sounds like a dick yeah and I was sort of dating another guy at the same time because I really liked Dan but I didn't want to come across too desperate so every time Dan never replied which he often just replied one word so I thought he didn't like me I would text the other guy to get the attention I needed But I mean that in itself So I've been in a bad mood this morning Because of some messages that uh, I've received And tone through written Like the messages I've received Mm. Haven't actually been rude at all Um, But it's written form can be misconstrued Like the tone can be misconstrued Can't it? Absolutely And Dan just still to this day Behaves exactly how he did when I met him And it's not that he didn't like me He just is not a text person. He's no. not a words person. Like no. he, he's, he hadn't really ever had a girlfriend either, so he really didn't know what he was doing. And I think he, there was no games on his – it was no. not a game for him. No. It was no. just like, what? 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember getting a bit, um, well, you know, by this stage I was sort of really quite desperate, wanting to just know if he was going to be the right one because I felt like he was. But So I would uh, get really overwhelmed and anxious and um, ring if he didn't reply, I would ring him heaps of times and he would answer and go, well, what's wrong? I'll and find you. Reminds me of Isla Fisher. <laughs> On Bridesmaids. Oh, no. Oh, wedding crashes. Wedding crashes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the psycho. Yep. Yeah, and I tried. You know how back then you try so hard to not, not be that. But I really thought I really liked him. But but that's also where you've said in the past that you kind of knew that he would he was probably like the one or something. It was one thing was that you could be yourself entirely and that included being a little bit like Isla yeah. Fisher off the wedding crashes. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> it worked out that we got together and it was fine. But that was funny that we're talking about that because we had such a fun time together, like socially as well. Mm. We would go to the pub every weekend mm. and, the you know, London living and I – was myself from the beginning and I could and if people know me um you'd know I'm really friendly a lot of times people think that mistake it for being flirty I possibly am flirty at the same time as being friendly and that's fine and he he learned that that was me and he Mm. learned to still trust me and it was okay Mm. and and so I remember coming out of a relationship um about five years earlier my sort of of my one other well I had a couple of serious relationships but one in particular, I sort of um, was a bit, I sort of squashed myself. I don't think he, the man, squashed me, but I did just for him, just to think that I had to be like this way. Mm-hmm. And I vowed that I wouldn't be that, I'd just be me. And it was mm. so great to be me. But then um, fast forward, started having kids. Mm. And that was, that's like a whole nother phase, eh? Four children, really quick succession, pretty quick succession and quite young. A whole different phase of marriage. Totally. So... Like, obviously, you are so immersed in this amazing baby, and then you have more babies, and you're immersed in this family way. And we didn't have um, a lot of money, and so we were just together, just us two and the kids, you know, every weekend, you know. And that was at the time that was all I wanted to be doing anyway. Like, uh, you know, I didn't have the desire to be going out. It's a bit like you right now. You don't really care about going out and partying and stuff, you know. Mm. Because you've got your priorities are really mm. your feeding and you've got babies to look after through the night and in the morning and the next day. Mm. And so then you, I sort of remember feeling like I didn't know how to go out with him again. Mm. I lost that. Uh, we'd go out. Mum, I remember mum Very would babysit for a few hours mm. and we'd go out from seven till nine. Mm. And it was very one glass of wine and then we'd just go home. Mm. And... Which, again, is fine, but it wasn't the Lise and Dan that you would have met in London? No. Well, when you're in that stage, like I am now, you just you talk a lot about the babies. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> because that's all that's on your brain now, I isn't it? I said to Dawn last night, shall we, go, shall we ask mum to look after the kids one night this week and go out for dinner? What for, eh? Well, yeah. I, no, I mean, you should, I would rather do, I'd probably rather do in the day and go for, like, lunch because we're pretty, re- I'm wrecked in the night time. But um, he, he's like, oh, you'll just moan. He's like, you'll just moan oh, about mommy the kids. will just moan at me. 
He's so and cute. My, in my head, I'm like, I know, we will talk about the kids a lot. Yeah, it's so weird. So that happened to that happened with Dan and I for years. Yeah. It's only now. So talk about, can you talk, of, sorry, I've interrupted you. I'm going to continue with it though. Can you talk about what you did in that time? Because I think a lot of our listeners will relate to that period a lot. A lot of them will relate to your period now, which mm. will go on to, which is slightly different. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon was some cut, like two or three sort of key things, I reckon, that you did that helped you through the period? And kept us connected kind of thing. Yep. Did you burp? I said, yep. <laughs> was it a belt? <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. It was just a, yep. That's so weird. <laughs> and I reckon I can guess two of them. Shall I guess Six. Two? Six was on there. Quite, Sex has know, always been quite a, a regular thing. Regular, um, please, can I just caveat the fact that we're not, I'm not some kind of nymphomaniac. I mean, you might be one listening, so that no disregard <laughs> to you. No but disrespect. I'm not a dirty sexual. <laughs> Mum is, is this, probably listening to this. Yeah. But, but it was very, so what I'm just saying is that it was very important in, for our relationship to be more harmonious if we um, scheduled I know that sounds ridiculous but you sort of schedule in some people think this is a really ridiculous but mm. for us it worked and mm. that we sort of scheduled in nights in the week we would ha- where we would have sex mm. um, and a lot of the time and he knows this so it's not a worry for me to say this during those days when I was breastfeeding or even when you know for the f- for, for a long time when I had l- young children I didn't. I couldn't be bothered, but you know, it was at the end. It brought us closer, and it was. And then it helped the next day, and the day after, it helped us be more bonded together. So mm, that was more really in sync. And can we also just caveat that, like, this might not be important to everybody, but this is on your checklist. Of Absolutely, important, something important. Yeah. So you might not think it's important for you guys, and that's fine. But mm. for us, mm. that was a really, and it's big for him because. When he and when when he's happy, he'll be more willing to make me happy with mm-hmm. the things that are big for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though sex isn't a massive, wasn't back then a massive thing for me, I knew deep down that he was correct with that, mm-hmm. and so I would always work hard at um, connecting with him that yeah. way. And we'll just preface the fact that it was always consensual. Absolutely. It like, no, oh. I feel like we had a comment one time. Sometime about we talking did. About this. Yeah. Like, yeah, so um, he never made me do it, no, ever. No, yeah. I mean, but I was always, I understood why he was um, encouraging of that. And yes. I agree that I think now, to this day, yeah. he, he's made me realise that that's 100% what is really important for us yeah. as a couple. Yeah. Um, mum was always good at saying that too. Yeah, I think so. She, I and that's a funny thing for a mum and daughters to talk about, possibly. Some of you might not talk no. about that, and that's fine, but... Mum doesn't talk about with with us in detail, but we always knew she always said, you know, it's important, yeah. and that was really cool to hear that from her, who's still married to our dad. Yeah. Um, the other thing, one number two. So routines. Yeah. Are really. Like Friday night fun night. Eh? Yeah. So yeah. for us, um, it was really important that we had things to look forward to because often it was just groundhog. Especially for me, he was off at work at quarter to seven in the morning and home at quarter to six at night, and then it was just full-on bathing bed kids and then would you know have dinner and then I'd just be shattered which is what Jess is you know feeling probably around about now and many of you but um I think that Friday night was always such a huge thing for us because um we we didn't 
him drink alcohol through the week, but by Friday night, we also didn't have a lot of money, and so I'd always have money, though, to buy a bottle of wine, and mm-hmm. he would have some beers, mm. and Friday night was, we, we used to eat dinner with the kids, we still do it about five o'clock, um, and then, or 5.30, he would eat, he wouldn't eat with us, because he would be still working, but he'd come home, and his dinner would be served, and he would, This know, is through the week, hey, but through not the Friday. Week. Yeah, mm. so... Um, or dinner was at 5.30, 5.45 when he arrived home so he could sit with us. And then Friday night was the kids would eat their dinner and we'd put them to bed. And then Dan and I would have our dinner and it was pizza and nachos. And the kids were in bed. It was just us. And we'd have our wine and beer. And it's still a thing that we do today. But it's annoying because the kids are older <laughs> and they don't go to bed um, early anymore. But we can still manage that and they can sit in another room and we can just have our time together. Yeah. Your food choice has slightly changed or it's definitely a bit more varied these days. It's not always like nachos like it was for about five years. Yeah, do you know why? Because I eat the whole entire Pyrex dish and it's just really hard for me to stop eating nachos. And by the morning <laughs> I feel really bad. I need to go toilet poos like three Twice. times, four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just feel like that is... That's just... when you know you've really had too much dinner. Yeah, eh? I know, but that was happening every <laughs> Is when you do on wake up number twos, then a coffee and, and then number even, twos, and then again and then before you go out for the other coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh crikey! Um, yeah. So we still do that though. Like the boys will have we have crackle chips, which is pork crackle. Gross for some of you might not like that. Especially but those I don't when like they have it. like a bit of a stray hair on them and stuff. I don't. Eh? I don't like. I don't eat those. I mean, the idea I mean, of I might them is so one. foul, but I don't mind one or two. Same, I'll have one or two. But so the boys know that um, they would have like maybe a special drink as well, which would be like fizzy, cordial, cordial down. Bit of fizzy. So special. Last yesterday, Mum bought them a bottle of Coke. Oh, yeah. But which I don't care. Yeah. But no, no. I just don't, we don't buy fizzy drink at our house, but we've got a soda stream. And, um, but before we had the soda stream, it was soda water with a bit of that Barker's cordial thing. Like yeah. a. A berry, do you remember? Like yeah, a black currant. I remember. Yeah. But it was always a treat for them to like have so it's great for them to see that as well. That you know, you just yeah. gotta work for things, eh? And a lot of the time in those phases, Dan was working a Saturday sometimes too, eh? So he was sometimes on six days a week. Did you do anything at the weekends as well? Like Friday night, fun night was one thing. Was there anything at the weekends that you did? I remember being like real gutted on the Friday night if I knew he was working seven thirty in the Saturday morning. Like yeah. But I tried really hard not to let that wreck my Friday night with him. Yeah. So it's really important to try and live in the moment and be present. Um, yeah, we, we, well, if he was working on the Saturday, then we didn't do anything. Because, mm. And I'd take them out to the museum or something mm. and get a coffee, which was a treat because I wasn't always buying coffees. Um, but then Sunday would always be going for a drive, going to get coffee, doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our drive is often to the dump or the tip. Yeah, or, or Bunnings, playground if it's raining. Scrap metal yard or Bunnings. Yep. Yesterday we went to Bunnings and yeah, Tower Junction, somewhere else. Can't remember. Um, when we had our third baby, we had just moved to Christchurch. So it was really cool to explore the, the city in all directions. That's what I loved about moving to Christchurch. You could go north, south, east or west. Whereas in Wellington, you couldn't go south unless you got on the ferry. And you could, you sort of only really went north. Mm. Eh? So mm-hmm. it was quite cool that we could explore this new part of the country and I would always pack lunches and he actually got really good at doing the snacks because I would be feeding a baby and you know you, you know that last roundup before and sometimes it's so stressful to get out the door that 
it just sometimes thinks, what's the point? Because you get in the car and you get all the kids strapped in and you just sit there and you feel like, <sighs> and you're not really on the same wavelength because you're just both a bit stressed and you're not really friends. And then you just have to kind of reach over, put your hand on their leg or grab their hand and yeah. just go, hi. Yeah, yeah. We've done it. We're in the car, let's get a coffee. And it was yeah. so great. We'd drive around until they'd go to sleep. Yeah. And then we'd, he'd keep the engine running and I'd run in and get our takeaway coffee. All of them go to sleep? No, but the baby, the yeah. baby, you know, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. when I'm shh, shh, yeah. making the kids all be quiet, yeah, it was always that. Yeah. Keep the car running, so when I jumped out the door, that they wouldn't, the baby wouldn't wake. I'm just thinking how, like, your these are so. This is so far you've said two things, and I feel like they're quite different to like nowadays. So nowadays on social media, if I just because we see that so much, you see people going on date nights and to restaurants and like. Um, you know, doing things that people post about on social media. I don't know. I suppose it's different to what you did. Like, I suppose you didn't have the money to do the no. fancy restaurant and stuff, but it, it also wasn't a priority to do that, eh? It was rather cook a meal at home, cost-effective, and have the kids in bed and sit and enjoy that on the couch with a cost-effective bottle of wine too. I always thought about that. We'd go out and we'd spend $100 and you'd have one glass of wine and he'd have two beers and we'd have an entree and main and, and thing. And that was just like, I couldn't believe that I could, we could have a bottle of tea. I had 10, I used to spend $10 on a bottle of Merlot. That's what I liked back then, 10 years ago. And um, he would buy his beers and would have homemade pizza and homemade nachos and it'd be, you know, like 40 bucks. Mm. And you could have more than one glass of wine. Mm. <laughs> and the kids were in bed. And I didn't, we, you know, I didn't always want to annoy mum to babysit. Mum and mm. dad to babysit. And it was almost just better for my peace of mind. to. Mm. En I enjoyed that more than going out then. Mm. What yeah. do you think about that? Um, I'm at that stage now too. Like I, I haven't been out for dinner s with Dor since when. I don't know. Sorry, we just cut out, but we've managed to fix it thanks to my and very intelligent, techno technologically savvy sissy, Jessie. Mm. Um, Jess, you were saying that you haven't been out with Dora to a restaurant or anything for a long time because you probably prefer, with all the logistics to wrangle and everything, to sit at home and have a glass of wine and eat whatever you kind of want for a lesser price of what you'd pay at the restaurant. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah, the effort and you're tired, quite tired at that end of the day. So there's quite, something quite comforting about sitting on the couch with your partner with a beer or a wine and some nice food and that isn't, you know, your normal kind of thing Monday to Friday. Yeah, and different. also knowing that you're, um, you can, if you need to breastfeed, you don't have to worry about stressing to get home and, and knowing that you could be in bed by 10 and you know that you're going to get a few decent hours before you're woken, maybe that kind of thing. But um, what I was going to say is that life life changes and the kids grow up and they don't go to bed at 6.45 anymore. Mm. And for me, I can't get that kind of time that we used to have when the kids were in bed the good few hours. So um, it, it really excites me to go out for dinner now with Dan and um, – you know, with even girlfriends and stuff because I can get away from that, um, the noise and the chaos that's going on in my house. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, is there anything else like I feel like now in this current stage that you're at, I feel like the same, same important things apply, the same sorts of things you're doing mm. as back then as well. Is, has it shifted or changed at all now? Yes, yeah, so it's really funny because we went to this party on Saturday night and a couple of my girlfriends there who 
haven't really spent heaps of time with Dan because we met in London and then when we moved back to Wellington, we sort of, we had babies and we were not going out really, you know, and they never really got to know Dan the way I knew him in London. Mm. And we have been to the, you know, the weddings and stuff over the last while, but we were always with with babies. And so we never really let our hair down or he, I, I sort of lost my sparkle and wasn't um, as confident as I was previously. And because of all my, on my radar was just babies and my family and, you know, I didn't really know what else to talk about. And so I think with that came Dan almost recluded. Is that the right word? Recluse? Recluded. Mm-hmm. Or he then, I almost stole his thunder a bit in a way. Not meaning to, but not, sorry, not stole his thunder. Like, no, that's not like right. Compensating for him, but in social situations, but probably because. No, I didn't steal. I, I, I mean, I. I think because I was so in a fog, he was in a fog too. Mm. So I didn't, it was almost like he had to be in a fog with me. So Mm. I almost brought him down to my Mm. foggy level Mm. in a way I didn't really know. Mm. And it was fine because he didn't ever said that. And we were fine. You know, we were fine, but we weren't as um, social as we used to be. Mm. And we almost both didn't really know how to be in a way. Mm. And so... It dawned on me on Saturday night that the girls were saying how, oh, my God, he's so funny. And I was like, well, yeah, he is really funny. But I think you, you, this is him. This is who I fell in love with. Yeah, but he was obviously had other priorities in all those social situations. He was totally. looking after the kids. He was looking, yeah. And a lot of them would have been kind of your side, first and foremost. Like the social situations would have been more your family or more your friends because you were in New Zealand you weren't in Australia. Yeah. And so he and didn't so feel, he, and he's, he, he is, more did the kid thing. Yeah, he did the kid thing. Situations. And so no one really got to know him the way yeah. he, I did. Yeah. And it was really cool because these people the, who I love, my friends, um, that I haven't seen very much of, and you know, in that kind of um, party situation, it sort of saw what, what was so awesome about this guy. I feel like um, a key part of that and someone commented on your post about being friends with your partner and and when the kids are out of the house that the relationship struggles and or can suffer when the two people in the partnership don't really know how it may have lost their way a bit as far as being friends or you know don't really know how to get on together without the kids there so what do you reckon is super important to you know, you're not there yet. Kids aren't out of the house yet. No. So, and we're not, you're not a professional, <laughs> I hate to say it. No. But what do you reckon is important leading up to that? Well, I just think that it's really, what I took away from the weekend that we just had, and also I'm just going to say, we I know we're very lucky to that we've been able to go away because mm. I know there are people in lockdown and they've been in lockdown for many, many weeks. Mm. And so I am grateful that we got to do this. So just um, so you know that. Um what it made me think was like it's been so many years since that since the time we met in in London, and it that's okay that we haven't been in the same zone as we are in now, and that you have to have little things along the way to reconnect you, mm. and know that it's a phase and it's it might be a good long long phase it might be ten years, mm. but there are phases and there are stages and there are ebbs and there are flows and if you just do little things to work at it, 
that you might, you know, climb that big mountain and then you might sail down and and reconnect and re- remember why you fell in love. Mm. Someone commented on your post too saying how it just takes work and that's as plain and simple as it is that way. Like it takes work to maintain the relationship. Totally. And also I think expectations, um, we talked earlier about the tick boxes, like he's not romantic in the way that I see on other people are on social media Mm. he doesn't do that Mm. he's you know he doesn't present me with flowers and tell me how beautiful he doesn't tell me how beautiful I am Mm -hmm. like it's just not him he's Mm. he doesn't like being cheesy it's just the way he's been his upbringing he just there's things that he doesn't do that I see other men do or women do for their partners and I think oh god but he does so much other stuff that I am um, I'm aware of and that that actually is his way of behave, His it's his way of being romantic but it's not yep. the typical romantic yep. rom-com you see yep. in the movies. Yeah, 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 which is often unrealistic anyway. Yeah, but a lot of people sort of parade that kind of stuff on social media. But yeah, yeah, and think that that is the most important, It's that's most important but actually it's actions or it's um, connecting and it's been on um, trying to get on on the same page with things but there'll be many times that you won't be on the right page or the same page but it's having those difficult conversations or you know those ones that make you feel a bit nervous to speak about or icky and sometimes he doesn't want to talk about them he would just sail and coast and that's where Mm. I feel I'm quite proud because I will go no I want it to be better though it's Mm. fine but I want it to be really good Mm. um I had something on the tip of my tongue I remember Oh, what was it? Crikey. Um, why do I say crikey a lot these days? I say it in my workouts too. <laughs> um, but where was I going? I don't know. Um, don't know. I've lost it. Um, yeah. So the, you're saying what are your key takeouts? So I just think it's so important to know that, you know, within reason, just try and remember why you fell in love. And I know we change in, in, in this situation – and in lots of situations, it it might not work. For, it might not work for you, and you might, might not your mar- you know your relationship might break down. But um, for me, it's like it was really cool to re- see that we've come a long way. Like we've we almost I I almost felt like his girlfriend in the weekend. Like I didn't feel. And then as soon as I walked into my house last night, I looked at him and I said, I, I just feel like I'm totally back to mum now. Like I felt kind of this is a bit of a funny thing to say. I felt like a little, little sexy girlfriend over the weekend. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not, I don't think that of myself at all. And I'm not, but I just felt we were on this yeah. little. And I mean, you were, you know, we love our children more than words would ever do justice, but there was something, something about getting away from time to time. And that's harder for other people than others. And to be fair, you've done it on the count of one hand, not often no. at all, not very often, no. but so being able to actually get away like that. I also think that I didn't, amazing. I didn't feel like in the morning, like the boys didn't even want to FaceTime us. And that was actually really quite cool. Yeah, possibly Normally I age. always have to call and, but the kids are older now and I, I could just be, yeah. be me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just. Hey, I, what I was going to say was it sounds like it kind of takes work that you work for the other person, much like you work, take little actions every day for yourself. So like we talk about 
drinking our water, exercising, doing things mindfully and consciously each day, little things that can help us feel better about ourselves and self-love and self-acceptance and stuff like that. And same goes for trying to find the time to do that for your partner. Yeah. And do you know what else though? I think that is really difficult and I know that lots of people will relate to this. It's really hard to switch from like mum to like sexy partner. Well, sorry, I've got something in my throat. An almond. Oh no, do you want a water? No, it's fine. It's going. Um, Yeah, and you're talking to someone in the throes of like, you know, being, well, I suppose it's no different. You've got four children. They're just older. I've got two children. They're just younger. But like, I think a lot of people will be like, yeah, how do you do that? You know? Yeah, I don't have the answers to that because I I find that really hard. But I think as you grow and as your kids get older and as you if you're feeling good about yourself this is where I feel like exercise was a massive thing for me yeah so I because I took I took that time for me in the early days of exercising gave me confidence so it gave me confidence to not only speak to um, people again and feel good but it and you know it made me feel good about myself Mm. and it made me feel a bit better about my body mm-hmm. and then my mind mm-hmm. and and then I was more um keen to you know have sex mm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> no I know exactly what you mean because I think confidence is it's just so important yeah and when you're feeling good about yourself you feel good about others more and you encourage your partner to feel good and then you are in a good sort of space. And so obviously this isn't always the case, but I mean, Dan knows that I'm confident and I can go into a room and I'm feeling confident with him. I'm confident in our relationship and the fact that, you know, he chooses me every day and I choose him. It's one thing I would say is like comparison is the thief of joy because you can, even comparing yourself to yourself, like pre-babies say. Mm. So you need to probably remind yourself that even if you might look a bit different now yeah. um, or your day-to-day lifestyle different. is so different, um, your partner fell in love with you for reasons that don't probably relate to those changes. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't care if your stomach looks different because you've birthed children. Do you know what I mean? Grown children or... Yeah, totally. But I do think you um, need if, to... Yeah, but you want to feel good about yourself. Yeah. So you want to keep, you know, just because you have that partner now and you've, you're a mother or you're a father now, just keep remembering um, that your relationship is needs to be at the forefront as well. Like, yes. you know, you yes. still need to work at that. Like, don't just give up and think that, oh, I'm like this now, that's just the way I am. Because you are the person that you, you can be that person mm-hmm. that you, yeah. he fell in love with or yeah. she fell in love with. Yeah. You can be that person. And and it's great to know that if you're not that person right now, don't worry because it, it can come back. Mm. I think this is a big thing that will relate to a lot of people. And yeah, it will come back. And I've been in that position. I've been that person that, um, I was I mean I was I was different to the girl he I remember that mm. I was different to the girl he fell mm. in love with mm. but he still chose me and it still was fine because we worked at it and we had little things that we um, got through it helped us get through things and it was all good but I it never I didn't feel the way I didn't feel as good as I felt feel now back it's really hard to um, kind of articulate, but no, I know exactly I still, what you mean. You, was, but you went through a period of time feeling not yourself, but you still did things and took, like we've discussed already, like things in the week mm. that 
brought um, us connection. Yeah, that helped you connect and stay connected. Yeah. And yes. obviously there were lots of ebbs and flows within that, and there still are, Yeah, that come things come and go. Yeah, but, but what's exciting is that you can get to a place um, with, with, you know, as the future goes on, that if you're feeling really shit about things at the moment, you just have faith that, you know, it does change. I things saw a change. lot of comments on your post saying, like, thanks for the sort of inspo, like, from someone well and truly in the fog type thing. Yeah, and, like there were times where I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like not, you know, I'm going to leave this marriage, but there was, there's definitely, and there still is times where I'm just like, oh my God, like this is hard. Yeah. But just that that's normal to have those lulls and shit times. And it's just how you um, can manage them or try and dig deep to and come out the other side eh? yeah and have those discussions try and let go a lot of stuff like I remember mum telling me that you know you've got to let it go like there's stuff I used to pick him up on mm. just to cause a fight mm. just to like I don't know why I was just mm. and now that is we're really good at sort of not taking it that to that Letting level stuff go yeah because just, yeah why why Doesn't bother the time yeah or the mental expenditure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think we should wrap it up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> we could probably, I feel like you've only just touched the surface. And what we might do, um, depending how this goes down, is do like a bit of a question box opportunity. Like if people have specific questions, yeah. maybe. I'm sort of overanalyzing myself now. Are and you? I don't mind sharing this because we share this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, wondering if what I'm saying makes sense. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, I just want to say that, honestly, it scares me a little bit because who knows how I'm going to be in five years. But yeah. right now, it's good right now, today. <laughs> it was great over the weekend and it made me feel like we've still, you know, as Nana, our Nana Nina, who's not with us anymore, says, said, one man's undies is always the same as the next. So just remember that, like, yes. there's shit that's going to annoy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day... There's shit that annoys us about every, you know, lot, yeah. lots of relationships and lots of people are the same and just try and remember why you fell in love and know that it can come back, mm-hmm. you know, with um, choices, mindset, with habits, habits, routines, um, little, little find the magic and just little, little parts. And if the magic is few and far between, I've been there, I know what that feels like and just have faith that, you know, it, you know, it possibly could get better. Yeah. Um, do you want to finish with a sparkle spreader? Well, I feel like I've talked so much. Do you want to do yours first? Mine's food related again. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Kirst, my good friend, actually ages ago told me how she gets plain tuna. <laughs> Polarizing recipe. Plain tuna and mixes best foods mayonnaise and Greek yogurt so you obviously don't have to use too much of the best foods mayo. done that ages ago yeah right okay well you never told me so sorry she gets the credit (laughs) best foods mayo is going down and out this house very quickly now because you just mix it all up and they've had it in like a toasted pita bread with like gherkin spinach capsicum it's so yum. Yeah, I know it is so yum, but I sometimes even like having it. Um, so you make it all, you make that, and then you put it in whatever you're putting it in. But then I love having a little bit left over just to eat on its own. Oh, the see. mixed tuna with the mayo and the yogurt. Not you? Nah. That's weird. Tuna by itself 
kind of grosses me out a bit. <laughs> in like a you know wrap or pita bread. Pita breads are a real thing at the moment in my house too. Pita breads. Really? Yeah. I just love a Vogel toast. Today, before I got here, I had a Vogel toast with avocado with some scrambled egg on top. Mm, with I'm something hungry. and bacon on top of that. Mm, yeah, yeah, good. Um, I think that's my sparkle spreader. So if anyone wants that little, oh, and also last night, like it's barbecue season. It's coming in. Not today. It's no. freaking freezing. It's not actually that cold. It's just raining. Oh, I felt like I'm underdressed, but yeah. um, I am excited because I know that, and I will we'll say again, we know I I can't. It's seven weeks of lockdown, is it so far in Auckland? Yeah, but there's places in like Melbourne, like yeah, I know, oh, I know. But I'm bad. just saying that I don't know how I, I, can't, I don't you know how have you have a barbecue in lockdown though. Yes, I know that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going. Like, I don't know what it feels like to be still in lockdown. And obviously, we are thinking of everyone that is. One thing I know that helps bloody every day of my life is to have good food to look forward to. Get to the supermarket. If there's any chance of sunshine, get some meat or halloumi if you're vegetarian. If you're vegan, what can you have? Some sort of vegan cheese. And do a barbecue because and have a beer or a wine. And I we had no dinner prepared, but I just whacked in some roast vegetables in the oven. Leek roasted. Love it. Oh. I love roast leek. Same. On top leek, of potatoes. Sweet potato, potato and You put it in at the end though, guys. Don't put it in at the because it burns. So you've got to like put it yeah, you've got yeah. to, it's annoying because you can't just I whack it. I actually cut them real really thick. Really thick. Yep. And, and they were sweet. fine. Oh, cool. High high heat, about 20, 25 minutes, olive oil, salt, pepper, Yum. silver beet from the garden, and some chops that dawdled on the Bob's your uncle. barbecue. And I sat down and I said, isn't it so good that, like, this was a real yum. Sometimes you don't think about dinner at all, and then you just get this banging dinner <laughs> real efficiently. I've got That's two things to spread. That's my sparkle spreader. Go. I've got two things to spread, but what? I only found, I only thought of them while you were chatting. <laughs> Is one of them this jacket that you've now no, lost and I've worn I hate every it. day since you've given to me? She has got my shacket on. That she she wanted a shacket for so long, and I didn't even know what a blimmin' shacket is. For those of you who don't know, it's a shirt jacket. <laughs> anyway, I I was the first person to actually get a shacket because I H and M, and it's a and she's company. she's claimed it, and I honestly gave it to her about three weeks ago, and I swear she's worn it every day. <laughs> I probably have. I think I the preschool think I'm dirty. Feel like every time I see you, put your shacket on. Yeah. Okay, so that's not my sparkle spreader. My sparkle spreader is I have just finished a book, mm. and I, I just, I haven't read a book, and so like I, I mean I read books sometimes, but I read this book, and it took me. Like I, I bought it on the way to the airport and I finished it this morning and I could have read it all day. I was a bit gutted that I couldn't read it all the day as soon as I got the book. I bet, yeah. And I I'm. Books. it was called Imposter and it's written by Matt Chisholm and his wife is actually um, a friend from, we actually met through, well, she's actually a movement mama and, but she, we've got mutual friends in common. Anyway, the book was so amazing I read it and I cried and I laughed and I related and I it was completely not relatable in the fact that he was a total lad and I'm not a lad but it was just so awesome and there there were so many messages in there and the biggest message I took out was take time to appreciate the small things um you know nothing is perfect Mm. and I just it was so good. So if you can get that book, you should read it because it was so great. My next thing was, um, oh, Saturday night I had a party. Mm. 
and I was lucky to go to a party. I do mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. But it was like my best friend's party who I've been really good friends with. I don't like saying best friends, but she's a very close friend of mine. And I didn't drink one drop of wine. I drank mm. gin and soda. Mm. And I didn't feel too bad yesterday mm. because I think if I drink too much wine, I feel bad. But the best thing I've realized is that wine is my drink of choice. But I just like to enjoy it over a platter or a barbie, not a night out solid on it. So because from now on, going forward, if I'm going out, if you see me dancing, buy me a gin and soda. So boring. My sparkle spreader. The gin and soda. Very boring. The but it's worth it the next day because last night I fancied a wine because I hadn't had wine all weekend. <laughs> oh, so boring. Did you get a squeeze of lime or anything like that? Oh, yeah, there was lemon. Don't care. I was thinking of the next day. I didn't want to waste yesterday. I wonder if you could have added just like, I don't know, a squirt of cranberry or something. Bitters. I should have done bitters. No, I don't care because I just knew that it would make me feel better the next day. And I was really proud that I was correct. Cool. And I got told today it's because I'm hydrating all the time. With the soda. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Counterbalance. Yeah. But Um, I've just realized my main point of it is I've realized wine is delicious. I love it. mm. But I don't want to indulge overly with it because it spoils it for me. And it's so nice to have things that just work well and that work. So you see Lise out and about and she's on the gin, you're like, let's get lit. (laughs) You know, she's on the piss. If I'm on the wines, I'm only there for the platter. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay. We're winding it up. Right, have a fabulous rest of your day. Um, Remember, it's the small things that count the most. Kakitea popo. Bye.